0: This is Cassandra Washington. Welcome to the Abundant Living Podcast. I'm so pleased that you joined me today. Today, we will be focusing on finances. And we do know that experiencing financial freedom is important to abundant living. So, today's podcast will focus on the path to financial literacy and financial freedom. And to give us some strategies and skills on how to accomplish financial freedom, We have with us today the Partners of Generational Empowerment Organization, GEO. They will be joining us to help us and to give us some strategies and skills. They are doing great things to help individuals and families become financially healthy. So we want to uh, thank them for joining us today. And we want to start out by asking them to introduce themselves and tell us just a little bit about themselves and what they do in the organization. Gentlemen, either one of you can start.
1: Uh, I guess I can I can take over from this point. Uh, My name is Jonathan Thompson, better known as JT. I'm the logistics coordinator of the organization. Um, As far as what I do outside the organization as well, I work in IT.
0: Wonderful.
2: Awesome. I'm Jarrell Joyner. I'm the treasurer of the organization um, like you said, as far as what I do outside, I, um, I'm an internal auditor at, uh, a company in Texas.
3: Yeah. Uh, my name is mark Marshall. I'm the president of, uh, GEO, um, on outside of GEO, um, I'm a combat veteran, um, and I'm in the IT industry as
0: well. Great. So I see that these gentlemen have, uh, wealth of experience and, the- lot of knowledge. So I know we're going to receive some great information today. So I want you guys to start out by telling us about the vision of your com- of your company and the services that you offer.
3: Okay. Um, guess I could take that one. Um, is it okay if I go back to kind of tell you how Gio started a little bit to kind of get into that?
0: Yes, because the, we, we do want to know that as well. Why did you start the company?
3: Okay. So a funny story, actually, uh, actually one that I love to tell. Uh, a group of friends, we kind of just got together. We had one of our colleagues move to Houston, Texas. Um, so we all got together uh, for a few days in Houston. Uh, and the very last day that we, that we were together, um, we were just sitting down, I believe it was at a barbecue restaurant or something like that. I can't remember. I had ribs. Um, <laughs> so yeah. Um, we were just sitting there. We were just, you know, recognizing the different, you know, opportunities uh, in the community that was in Houston, Texas, versus where we primarily grew up, which was Jackson, Mississippi, um, and realized that, you know, certain things uh, were just not consistently taught in our communities. So, after further analysis and amidst a very heated discussion because of all of our passion, uh, we kind of identified two areas of improvement. Uh, those being education and financial literacy. So uh in regards to education, we just kind of want to offer different perspectives on ways to obtain education. Um and then as, as regards to financial literacy, we wanted to provide people of all ages the knowledge that's necessary to handle their personal finances. Just oh, kind of that's how awesome. we started.
0: Okay. Okay, so you all started this organization, and so your vision for uh education and financial financial literacy. What's so, your vision?
3: So the vision was pretty much for generations to be able to pass on tools uh, towards financial independence and dismantling the ideology that traditional education is the only way to obtaining knowledge and achieving personal fulfillment.
0: Okay. Okay. That's great. I, I, I totally agree. You have to be educated. You have to get knowledge. And so this is, is, is great. So, in this, this current time, what you guys are doing is awesome. And I think the services that you provide and the information that you have to share is so key right now because many families are experiencing unemployment, you know, since March 2020 of the pandemic. Uh, what financial advice can you give to those those families who are uh, operating with very little income? Can you give uh one realistic strategy as to how they can set themselves on the path to uh, financial recovery.
1: So um, I can take part of this one. Um, so I know, especially with everything has been going on, depending on layoffs and being furloughed or anything of that nature, um, what I would suggest is the biggest thing, we talked about this before, actually, personally, um, saving. Um, and the reason why I say that and also saving and also uh, determining whether or not, something is uh, a necessity in your household or something is a want, simply because you want to be able to weed that out in order for you to save. Number one thing is going to have to be a budget. You're going to have to budget your income and figure out where's all your money uh, money going to. And also uh, what I also suggest as far as if you're a parent of anything or any sort, um, seeing what programs that, that is offered in your community. For instance, I know with us, there's a program called a Mother's Day Program that helps assist in watching your kids at a cheaper price than daycare. So that can help cut a little bit of the prices in half when you're trying to get your money saved up or it could possibly trying to find a second job. It might be in something pertaining to fast food or FedEx or UPS or anything like that. Um, it could be going to like another thing that helped us out. We have two kids. Um, we have a daughter and we have uh, my son, Noah, who's actually one. And what we did, we reached out on Facebook market and there's a lot of parents who were giving away clothes and they were giving away uh, clothes for his age bracket all into the year five. So that would assist in us, you know, saving money on buying clothes. That way, we can allocate money towards bills or towards uh, paying off debts of that sort. So it's just learning what you have to, uh, what's offered in your community, and just taking uh, advantage of it. And yeah, I
0: think that Facebook Market is awesome. Um, I'm not sure that a lot of people know about Facebook Market, but I'm glad that you mentioned it to uh, so that they can have that information. Now, uh, also, you you were talking about creating a budget. You were talking about saving. Now, a lot of the families have received that that stimulus payment. They're about to receive the tax refund, but you know, you've been out of work for a while or things have been, been tight for the past few months. And you emphasize creating a budget and saving. Now, how can you um, kind of integrate that for me with the stimulus payment or the uh, refund tax refund how would you what kind of advice would you give uh being able to save and budget and looking at you know for a few months it's been really 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 tight or i've been unemployed how can we apply the budget the budgeting and the saving
2: well i think the main thing and like you said we you know we always talk about budgeting right but I found that a lot of times, you know, JT kind of hinted on it. A lot of times, we are definitely spending money on things that we don't necessarily need. It's a lot of things that we just pretty much we want, right? So, like you know, in a lot of households that you know, I that I, I you know, I've, I've counseled a lot of different families, and I noticed that a lot of people would pay like a lot of money and things like cable and things like that. You know, you know, they got. You know, 200, 300 channels, but you really only watch four or five. Right. But you're paying one hundred fifty, two hundred dollars a month for these for these these channels. So, like, it's just a matter of just finding little situations like that where you're like, you know, you're looking at your budget and you're looking at what's important and what's not important and being able to identify those things to say and, and, and have those those ways to save money. That's one way. And so then we talk about, you know, you're supposed to, we're supposed to be getting a stimulus package and, and tax refunds. You know, I'm not sure if you ever heard of uh, of Dave Ramsey, but we are, he's a consumer advocate and we are, you know, we're kind of big on a lot of things that he teaches as far as like, you know, coming up with an emergency fund. And one of the things that he preaches about, is like, you know, when you're, when you're trying to develop your financial house, you, the first thing you want to have is a, 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 a an emergency fund. And it's usually depending on, you know, how much money. You can say personally or, you know, what, what, because most of the time when you think about it, if something was to happen, it usually a thousand dollars or five hundred dollars could usually take care of that. For example, you know, uh, let's say, you know, your condition goes out or or you have a flat tire or something like that to kind of keep you in the game. You have this emergency fund to be able to help you bounce back, because a lot of times we found that, you know, people, for example, people who live paycheck to paycheck, if you don't have anything saved up. In case something happens. Murphy Law says something is going to happen. Right. If it can't happen, it will happen. And so if you don't have anything there as a cushion to protect you, then you're going to be in trouble. So that's the first thing we would say. So for those families who are getting these, you know, these stimulus packages or refund checks, take a step back. Save that money in case you have an emergency. And then if something happens, you'll be okay. And so, you know, once you establish that budget, you establish that emergency fund, then you can start making steps and prioritizing your way into being
0: financially free. Okay. Now, you know, I'm, I I want to take it a step further. I'm I want you to speak to those persons who are standing in the lines for food. Speak to those persons who are who didn't save, who didn't save the money, who don't have. You know, don't have that emergency fund, but they now have this refund check and they now have this this stimulus this stimulus money. Do you think it's important to just be able to save something? What would you What would you speak to those persons?
1: So, in, in that situation, if they didn't have the opportunity to have an emergency fund, um, again, going back to seeing what's needed. Um, cause in that particular situation, you got to observe, okay, during this time frame, where I didn't have any money saved up, did I had to, for some people, but they probably had to use like their credit card or something like that during that time, depending if they got furloughed or if hours it got cut or anything of that nature. Um, what I would suggest is if you have something that is in dire need, as far as debt that needs to be paid, definitely take care of that. You don't want your lights getting cut off. Cause I know in this particular time frame, you know, having internet has really become more so of a ne- uh, of a necessity versus just a one, um, depending on what job uh, uh, or career path that you have. Um, So I would definitely advise them to take care of any immediate debts that need to be taken care of as far as mortgage, rent, or anything of that nature, but you have to sit some type of money aside. And then try to base it on what it is you need in your household. So for instance, let's say, I know I need this much money set aside for food because I'm uncertain of this particular uh, situation occurring next month, or if I need uh, this particular allocated money for the rent or for uh, the car note, if you have a car note, or for anything that you have found out and deemed necessity in your household. And you, in some situations, you might have to take a look at your house and sell things that aren't benefiting your household. I know a lot of people during the pandemic actually took the opportunity of purchasing a lot of workout equipment. And if you look on Facebook market now, they're all selling it because mm-hmm. they realized, you know, though that is pertaining to health. But in that particular situation, they realized it wasn't a good idea to buy this because now I'm short of some type of income or short of any type of money. And I don't need this. So now they're selling it. and you'll see a boatload. So a lot of people are selling their TVs. A lot of people are selling um, extra computers that they bought or any things of that nature. So you, you really have to take into account what it is you really need in your household. And if something is there to occupy a space that's not a need, um, you might have to sell it, depending on what's going on uh, financially your situation. And that could possibly help you out and get you back floating and put you back on your feet.
0: Awesome. And I, I appreciate you for keeping it real, you know, because you may have to sell that television. Yeah. You may have to do that to be able. And it goes back again to what you were saying about your priorities. About your priorities, you also mentioned something that that I want you to want you guys to uh, talk about credit card debt, because credit card debt is is at the top of the list of uh, for American households, especially in twenty 2020, in twenty. 2020. It was uh, when they talked about debt, credit card debt was at the top, and I know that uh, you know during this time a lot of people probably swiped that credit card quite a bit, so. <laughs> How would you advise families? How would you advise individuals? And um, and I do know this to be true. A lot of college students, too, you know, they get the credit cards, they run the credit cards up. So give us some advice about how to recover from this credit card debt.
2: Yeah, so this is, and you're right, you're absolutely right. Credit card debt is a big one. Student loan debt is a big one, too, right? So, you know, you have- they got the got the kids going, and I was one of them. I, I mean, I can definitely talk about it because you know, just give my personal story. You know, once I w- I went to college, and once you know I, I finished with college, I had tons and tons of credit card debt. Um, but one thing that I knew was that, or what I was taught was that if I don't fix this, if I don't pay this stuff off, I'm never gonna be free because I'm always gonna be on that chain, right? I'm gonna always be on that chain because if you don't pay it, then it's gonna kill your credit. And if you don't have good credit, we know credit is important as well, right? And so what I found to, to help me was um it's something called the debt snowball. And so basically all it says is, you know, and this goes back to what your budget looks like. So if you take your budget and you identify, okay, how much money can I comfortably set aside to be able to pay off my debts? And let's say that's you know, 300, 400, I don't know, maybe even just a $100, however much you got. All right. So let's say I have three credit cards. The goal is to pay off the smallest debt first, pay off the smallest debt first, whether that's $300, $500, what have you. All right. And for the other ones, we're just sticking to the minimum. So if that's $25, we're just going to pay the minimum for now. All right. So let's say you have a hundred dollars, you have three credit cards. All right. Let's say, um, you know, for the other two, the minimum, the minimum is $25. So that's $50 gone. You know, we got $200. We got $200 set aside. So that gives us what? $150 left. Take that full $150 and put it on the smallest debt. And we're just going to keep stacking and stacking every month on that smallest debt. All right. So when you start doing that, you're going to create some momentum and you're going to see some results because, you know, uh, once that once that smallest debt gets paid off, then it's gonna give you some energy because you're gonna be like, yes, you're gonna feel you're gonna feel like you got achieved. I I got that paid off, and then the next month, what do you think we're gonna do? We're gonna take that one hundred and fifty, and we're gonna expand it to the extra, with that extra twenty five because we now we're started on that second debt. So now we got one hundred and seventy five dollars, and we're gonna put that on the second one, right? And so forth and so on. Once we pay that off, we go to the third one. Now we got the full two hundred. And we're just going to pay all of that on that last day. And that's what I did. I stacked, stacked, stacked. I stacked, stacked, stacked. And all the extra money that I had from different things, like, you know, we talked about selling stuff. Uh, We talked about, you know, taking away the cable, all of that. All that extra money. When you start getting that momentum, you'll just want to get it off. You just want to pay it off. And it took me a while. It actually took me about, I think it took me three or four years because I had quite a bit. It took me three or four years, but I got all of it paid off. And I'll just be honest. I'll tell you guys, you know, it was it was somewhere around $8,000 that I had, which, you know, credit card, just credit card debt, right? Not including student loans. But that method would definitely, definitely give you success. And you can look it up online, resource, you know, if you wanted to just kind of Google it, it's called, debt, it's called the debt snowball. And that 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 one right there is a a plus, And that's one that we teach everybody to start
0: as far as paying off and eliminating debt. Awesome. I, I love that method. I love that strategy. And what I heard you stay, say was stacking, and it also requires patience. Patience. Discipline. Yes. Yes, you have to, in order to do that, and I and I believe it. I, I agree with you. It, it works, but it does require patience. It requires some discipline. So uh, we want you to remember that. death snowball, and of course, like he said, you can Google it. I didn't know that that's what it was called, but I love that. I love that concept, that method. I love that. So let's switch gears a little bit. And we have a, we have a few minutes and we're going to have to continue, continue this conversation because it is really wonderful. And you all are sharing some, some great strategies and some great skills financially to experience financial freedom. The minimum wage is a big, big, big thing. And it's uh President Biden is trying to include it in, in his stimulus package. The minimum wage in Mississippi is $7.50. So what advice would you give a person who only makes minimum wage but need to save money while taking care of their family? I think it says in, in the United States, the uh, annual income for a single family, the poverty level threshold is $12,760. For a family of four, is $26,000. You got $26,000. Person got four people in a family, $12,000 an individual. What can they do with that kind of money? So $7.50 I- an hour, 25 cents an hour.
1: So, so I will go back to what I stated earlier. Um, number one, like we're gonna keep repeating throughout the podcast, is budget, budget, budget. And also I will refer back to finding out what programs you have in your communities. Cause like I said, that that helps out a lot. How you spoke about the the family of four with two children, depending on their ages or anything like that, you could possibly get a lot of items that they need for free on Facebook Market because a lot of parents and a lot of other families are giving things away because they are aware that other families are in need, especially in this particular situation finding out what uh, opportunities and programs you might have at your local churches. They offer a lot of things where it's pertaining to giving food to families, pertaining to giving clothes, pertaining to watching kids of that sort. Um, Again, you might have to cut back on some things that you already have in the house that's not benefiting you. Again, like we know right now, This time, uh, uh, Internet is a necessity depending on the job outlets you have. But other things, as far as Jarrell spoke on, is that cable. That's probably not a necessity. And you might have to tell the kids, like, hey, for about two or three months or maybe more, we're going to have to cut back on this so that way we can take care of the household business. Also, in that particular situation, I invite that you pull the kids in on it if they're old enough to know, uh, have some awareness of a a budget because that can kind of help them and help the momentum of the family together. I know when me and my wife do our budget, we bring our daughter in and that actually helps us as a whole stick to our budget and move forward with saving. And also, like we we discussed with her, we, we purchased the house two years ago, two years ago, excuse me. And uh, we stated that we want to only be in this house for maybe four to five more years and looking to possibly renting and things like that. And she's aware of that. She's aware of that process. And she sits down with us as we do a budget. So now when we're talking out about we're going grocery shopping, she'll say like, hey, our budget for grocery is this. Let's make sure we don't go over that. And that kind of makes it easier on the parents as well, because you don't have certain things or certain pressures or whatnot in life. You know, we we know we have a lot of situations going on in life and a lot of pressures, and sometimes it causes us to uh, have a step back. But in that particular situation, that could be a benefit for you and your household. Again, like I said, selling things that you don't need. Uh, reaching out to those programs and and budget 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 budget, seeing where all your money is going to, and again possibly discussing taking upon a second job, whether it be doing yard work. Uh, it could be uh, only uh, in your neighborhood, cutting maybe two or three yards. It could be um, 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 detailing cars. It could be certain skill sets that you're good at, and try to using try using that to your advantage. Um, I, I I believe that would help families in that particular bracket in order to not only just stay afloat, but to move forward and progress. Because the whole point of this isn't so you can stay where you are. It's so you can get on your feet and move forward and get outside of that tax bracket or that you're currently in and and make more than just the minimum wage and get better job opportunities and and really strive to have a career that you love and want to uh, proceed in. I agree. Thank you so much. Go ahead. Go ahead.
0: I'll add
2: one thing to that. You know, JT brings up some very valid points. You know, it it is very unfortunate that people are, you know, the minimum wage is what it is. And it's unfortunate that, you know, people don't have the money to be able to do the things that they want. But one thing I would say is that, you know, I think one thing that's missing is we have to have a plan because if we don't have a plan, we're not going to get anywhere you have to have a plan like you know it's it's one thing to be in the situation but if you don't have a plan on how am I going to get out of this situation and also you can have a plan in your head but is your plan written down because if you don't have goals in life and you don't write those things down as to what you want to accomplish you're not gonna it's not gonna happen I think I read somewhere it said that people are seventy percent more likely to accomplish something when it's written down. And so I just challenge people to to not be of your of your uh, situation. You know, take a step back. Think about it. What do you want? Write your goals down and then create a plan to execute and, and, and surround yourself with people who want to do better. Because if you're not surrounding yourself with people who want to succeed, they just want to stay where they're at. Birds of a, what is it? Birds of a feather flock together. So you know, keep that in mind. If you want to be somewhere in life, you you have to have an effort. People don't fall into success. You know, they they plan their way there.
1: Also, I want I want to add one last thing to that as well. Um, <laughs> if you uh, 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 along with having a goal, um, a lot of times we might reach a certain goal and then that's it. We we accomplished something we've written down and it's just that that is the situation. But don't be afraid to have a vision for your family. You know, don't don't be afraid to dream bigger. You know, if if a lot of people might have a vision to get married, but often when they get married, the vision stops there. It it shouldn't stop there. You know, if you have a vision to be married and you want your marriage to be successful, you want to grow. Proceed to grow that vision. Proceed to to look outside of that situation that you're currently in, like Jarrell was saying. If your goal is to Get uh, above that. uh, Get afloat uh, during this particular situation. Don't be afraid to dream big. Okay. yes, I want to have more money in my bank, but not just to have it. I want to have more money so I can do this with my family so then we can get to this point and then that point. Don't be afraid to push yourself. You don't want to just feel as if you're stuck in this particular situation. Always dream big and and keep that vision in mind. There's, There's nothing wrong with it.
0: Wonderful. This discussion has just been awesome. And we're going to have to stop right here, but we're going to continue on next week because they are sharing some great information to help us uh, achieve financial freedom. And we're going to pick up on some very important points and concepts that you all have mentioned, like making plans, written plans, and and goals, and visions. So we want to thank you, gentlemen, for the information and your time that you have shared with us today, and we're looking forward to continuing this, this conversation on next week. This is Cassandra and thank you so much for joining us today.